All right. Hi, Annette. Hi. We are live. Yay. And this is a special, special treat that's live because um, I haven't done a live interview in so very long. And yours is going to be amazing. And this isn't really an interview type format. We're just going to have a conversation, a little discussion. And you and I connected about a month ago and the conversation that we had, it was as though I've known you for so long. It was just an instant connection and your story and your passion and what you're working towards is moving and amazing and inspirational. Yes. Can you tell people a little bit about that in your history? Yes. So, um, I retired earlier than I expected three years ago and it really crushed me and I didn't know how to deal with it. And I think everything that I was holding in throughout my time in just came out all at once. And it was everything that I was hiding because I didn't want anyone to know. And I didn't want to lose, you know, my credibility as being a, a female officer. So I just held it all in until it just, I exploded in the end and I was completely depressed. A friend from high school, um, she wasn't even related to the military at all, but she was a uh, police officer, she's a veteran. And we spoke about her, her issues, her, how she deals with it. And so I, I think at that moment, I knew that I wasn't alone. There was other people out there that were struggling. I wasn't, you know, because you go through this and you figure, who am I going to tell? No one's going to understand. And then I started talking to a few of my former soldiers and they started telling me their stories. And so it kind of knocked me out of my, you know, my funk. And I was like, okay, well, let me, I'm going to try to write about it. And I was writing about it in secret. And I think just one day I said, okay, enough is enough. I'm just going to put it out there because my family didn't really know. And I hired veteran and he built my website and I pushed publish and it was out there and it started off slow because I was still scared I I was still trying to cope with my own demons and to put it out there to the world was like okay this is real um so that took about a year or two I was still uh, I want to say I was feeling sorry for myself I was still trying to figure out life and I think what it really hit me was, um, unfortunately, my daughter and I were in a car accident last year, and it was really bad. We survived it, and on numerous occasions, the nurses and doctors were telling me, I don't know how you survived it, but it's obvious that you're still wanted here. And I, you know, I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to feel. I was like, oh my God, you're, you're right. I, I'm still here. And it, I, there was like no, it was all just on the outside. There was no internal bleeding, no brain damage or nothing. And that could have happened to me. And so I try to take that as a sign that, okay, <laughs> wake up. You, you're here for a reason. And I needed to help other people because obviously he's helped me numerous times and he meaning God. And I, um, I don't know. It's just, gosh, it's like, uh, <laughs> I, I just knew that my story wasn't over and it was for real this time. Cause I kept thinking about it, you know, I'm still here and God did this for me, but this was really, this is when it hit me. So that's, that's why I'm so passionate about, 
helping other people because I've been saved. I've been helped in all those times that I didn't go to church, but I still believed. I just, you know, there's, if you, if you have faith and you really just open up your eyes and see what's in front of you, then, you know, it'll, it'll be there, but you know, that's easier said than done. I know it, you know, it took me three years to actually really, really be open with this. So for those that, you know, get angry with God, I totally get it. I, I was there. I lost my way. I, I know, but um, I think this time, you know, I'm, I, I'm really here for people because I, I know I get it. Well, you, you started, you started all of that by writing your story and starting to get your story out there, but it was kind of shrouded in a little bit of, a little bit of fear, maybe a little bit of, oh no, what did I just do? <laughs> I just sent this all out into the world oh, yeah. for anybody. And has that right by stepping into, I mean, your podcast is called the truths we hide. And so that right. defining moment of that, of that car accident, did you, did you stop hiding your truth? Did it become easier to share it? It did. It did because I was tired of, mm. you know, trying to put on my game face all the time. And I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Some days are, you know, better than others where I'm like, okay, I'm good. Um, but deep inside, you know, I am struggling and I'm not afraid to tell anybody anymore because that's, I think one of the most difficult things nowadays is that stigma that keeps us from sharing because we're scared of being judged. And so I'm not doing that anymore. I tell a stranger if we're talking, I say, you know what? I deal with it too. And they're like, really? Yep. We're all human and it's okay. <laughs> you know, it's, it's okay. And the fear of being judged holds a lot of us back, but honestly, now that you're living out there and out loud and really speaking your truth, honestly, how many times have you been judged? Well, losing friends, I could, <laughs> that I, I could tell I was being judged because they didn't know how to take me like, oh my gosh, she has issues. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Um, I don't need people in my life like that. And I started to really evaluate life. I mean, I'm 44. I don't need, I don't need to deal with that crap anymore. <laughs> you know, I have teenagers that are, that are looking up to me and watching my reactions. And that's really what, you know, what hits you because when they're younger, you could, oh, mommy's fine. She's just sad. No, you can't do that anymore. You need to be open. And that's what I do. I'm just like, I'll tell my son the truth because right. I need him to know that it's okay. You know, it's, these teenagers are, they don't know how to deal with stuff. And I, it's my job as a mom to, to teach them that it's okay to have fears yeah, and emotions and that you lost friends, um, after, you know, sharing and, and putting everything out there. Um, but it's not really a judgment. It's more of a, a reflection of maybe something that they're not able to contend with in themselves. No, that's very true. You're right. You're right. That's, that's very true. Um, so do you remain open to those that have decided I can't like they've, they've exited your life on their own. Does that, 
knowing that, does that understanding allow you to remain open to bringing them back when they're ready? Yeah, I mean, I'll always be here. There's a certain line, you know, that can't be crossed anymore. But um, yeah, I, I'll always, and that's, I think, one of my flaws <laughs> is that I, I'm always there for people no matter what happens. So um, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Because, you know, I, it's hard to understand. It's hard to, how do you react to somebody who's, you know, living with PTSD or, cause I didn't know, I didn't really know what that was years ago. So now that I know, you know, I'm, I give people the benefit of the doubt to try to figure out how to support me or talk to me or whatever. Cause I'm not, you know, we're, we're all human. I don't, it's not contagious. <laughs> so it's okay if we talk about it. And that's what I try to do. I don't think that that's a, a flaw that you have. I think that that's a strength because you said you, you said you set boundaries and a lot of people, it's not all or nothing. I don't think, I think it's a setting boundaries. If someone's kind of, um, maybe violated a trust or, um, not supported you in the past, it's that allowing them to come back in and set boundaries. That's a strength. So yeah, you're right. <laughs> when did you, when just... did you, <laughs> there's a slight delay, I think, but, um, on our, on our feed, well, we've shared to so many pages. So we, we have definitely taken up some bandwidth. <laughs> <laughs> when did you start your podcast? I started one about two years ago and I was still trying to heal. So I did about four episodes and then I just stopped. Um, but so I, I restarted it again, different name, different topic in October. So just a few months ago. And how many episodes are you in for our listeners? I'm, I have um, over a hundred, a little under 200. Uh, and I'm booked out until the end of February. And it's very exciting for me because I really want to share other people's stories on what they're living with, you know, what it doesn't have to be PTSD. It could be an addiction. It could be uh, being in an abusive relationship. There's so many topics out there that people are afraid to say anything about. And I want them to be able to share it if, you know, if, and when they're ready to help others. And your format is an interview format. And for you to have just started in October and to have hundreds of episodes and to be booked out in February. How did you, how, so when you're asking people to come on and talk to you about things that are scary to share and open up about, um, how, how are you finding them and, and how are they feeling about coming on and, and sharing their stories? So I, I, I mean, I ask them on, on LinkedIn or even on my personal page and I'll say, you know, I'm looking for guests who are ready to talk about something that they hide. And it, the response was um, uh, shocking uh, that people private message me or they'll straight go on there and comment and say, this is what we need. This is what I want to do with enough hiding. And so I, you know, I was surprised, but I do tell them, we just talk just like you and I do. And, you know, I just, what I just, one of the things I have them do is to tell us 
you don't normally tell people? And then what advice would you give to others who are dealing with the same thing? And so it's, uh, it's surprising, but I have men and women, military, and even just civilians. I don't want to say just civilians, but non-military people. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so been... used to saying civilians. <laughs> you know, just civilians. Just civilians. <laughs> you know, normal people. I've listened to your podcast and you, they are truly bearing all on your show. And it is, it is moving to, to hear. And I, what have you seen come out of this? Have you seen, um, more attraction of people that have found safety in your community that have wanted to interact with you because it's a safe place that they can not be judged and share those things that scare us or that we're dealing with? I believe so, because that's, you know, what that's my intent with anything that I do is I want people to feel like safe to talk about things like that, that, you know, with judgment, because I, you know, I'm not perfect and I have no room to judge and I want them to feel that way. And so I, I think that they do, because it's amazing the things, the stories that have come out, it's just like, oh my gosh you know, you have come such a long way and to still be here. And it's just so, uh, it breaks my heart, but it's like, God, I mean, thank God that you're still here. And so it's, it's pretty amazing. What does it do for you in sharing your story? So I've, I've been, and I never thought about this, but I've been told it's like a self-healing journey for me. And so, and that's, that's, that's true. And I'm still, I have learned to use the word live with instead of suffer from, because I used to just suffer. I was suffering all the time, but now I'm living with it. And that's what I want to help people do is to, this is, this is you, but don't not to let it define you, but you do live with it and it's okay. You know, it's okay to, to take medication if you need it. It's okay that you, you have your anxiety episodes or or you're depressed one day but just to remember to get back up the next and you know I that's what I just want people to know and and I think and I think by doing that it helps me as well because I know that I'm not the only person out there that there's others and I think it's important when I have someone tell me you know thank you for posting I look forward to your posts and you don't realize who's reading or who's listening. And so I think it's important for us, whomever, to be able to share because there are people out there. They may not comment, they're reading it and they're listening to you. You know, who's whoever's out there, you aren't alone. And I think that's one of the most important things is that I've learned is that I'm not. That's a powerful statement from suffering from to living with. And it's a long journey between the two very long. So do you have days where that fluctuates, where the living with feels like you're still suffering? I guess maybe, maybe a little bit, because I do, I do have days where I'm just, and I just, I, I, I'm sad or I'm just not really feeling, I'm just feeling, I, I don't know the word to use, just blah, just not wanting to do anything. And, but I know that I mean, I have to have a mindset shift and tell myself, okay, you know what? Take today off. Before I used to have a very short temper to where I didn't want to talk about it. Just leave me alone. 
And now I know that, you know, that wasn't okay to do. And so I'm, I have a different mindset to where I have to tell myself it's okay to take a day off. If I don't feel like doing anything, I'm not going to do anything. I'll do it tomorrow. And I had to learn how to communicate better. So it, it took me a while to learn how to do that. So I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily suffer. I just need to scale back a little bit and learn how to take a break and not lose it. Right. Do you do other things to help the living with? Do you do um, therapy or yoga or what are your coping tools? I do. I do have a therapist. I think it's important now to be able to have someone to talk to, whereas before I didn't. And so I do have one. I Music has always been a part of my life since I was 16. And so music always helps me and writing, um, journaling, writing, um, reading. I mean, there's there's a little bit of everything that I know that it puts me in a different place. And I have pets. My dogs are my life. So I think that's always helpful to have. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, it's just those little things that have kept me sane, really. And how long have you been coaching um, at the Wild Ride We Call Life? It's just been within this past year where I felt like I had, you know, I, I've been through some things to where I can help other people. So it's, it's just been a bit short time. You've been really taken off and just kind of hitting the ground running this past year. I have, I really have a lot of people to thank. Um, the vet tribe has been awesome. So many people to thank. I, it's just unbelievable. And so I think finding my tribe within some military spouses and within some veterans, I think having that positivity around me has helped me. Those that actually believe, because I, you know, three years ago, it was just a blog. I never expected to do what I'm doing now ever. And so I've had people who, you know, encouraged me and, and told me that, you know, keep doing what you're doing. And, and I used to think, well, I don't really know well, I don't know how I'm helping anybody really. I'm just, this is just me. But the more I've interacted with others, the more that I knew that this was what I wanted to do. I absolutely, it's not work for me. It's, I do this every day, even on weekends, I'll talk to somebody because I know how it feels to want to need somebody at any time of day. So yeah, I, I mean, the vet tribe has been awesome. I can't even it's unbelievable the people that are in there. So I just have to think they know who they are <laughs> and, and I appreciate them so much. <laughs> the vet tribe is a, is a pretty unique tribe. And I've been in that tribe for less than six months. And it's been a crazy six months being in this tribe. I mean, it's talk about growth and movement and self-awareness that you oh, get, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's it a good camaraderie. It is. It is. And once you find those people, it's, you know, that you can just reach out to them and ask them and they'll just, they'll give it to you straight. And that's what I needed. So they do. I'm here and I'm listening. <laughs> and it's interesting that you've kind of discovered this wasn't like a plan. You didn't get out of the military and go, this is okay. I'm going to do A, B, C, and D. And this is going to, you have discovered along the way 
what it is that you are absolutely passionate, what your life's work is going to be. You've discovered it. And I would imagine that requires openness to opportunity and (laughs) insight. Have you always been kind of open to that or have you been more of a planner? A lot. I had a plan. I, I've been, I was more of a planner. I, before I was supposed to get out, I, I knew that I wanted to come back and I wanted to be a contractor or a GS civilian and work with soldiers and do what I was doing before because I loved it. But when it all, you know, when it all changed, I was like, screw it. I'm not doing anything about the world. And so once I started writing and, and, and speaking to other people, and in getting with the vet tribe, I said, you know, this is what I want to do. I want to be a speaker. I want to get out there and I want to, I want to share my story because I'm ready. And because I think people need to hear it, hear that you can survive. It wasn't just really about me. It was about how I survived it and how you know, two years ago, I almost ended my life and just all these little things that I never expected to do ever, ever. And, you know, I never speaking in the military in front of people was like frightening to me, but now I'm able to get out and just talk about things. And so I I don't know, I can, I've done the 360 and I think because I'm just more aware and I'm, and I'm more grateful now to what I have and what's out there. So And what I'm witnessing and I can see in you is there's pure motivation. Like you are on a mission to help you, you are on a mission. And two years ago, like you just said, two years ago, when you were thinking of ending your life, what a lot of people get to that moment. And they're not sure how to get out of that moment. How did you personally move out of that moment two years ago? Oh gosh, I it, I really do have to thank my friend. Um, I don't know. I reached out to her and and she talked to me on the phone and she talked me through it and out of it. And I I don't know. I I think she, you know she had me think about my kids and what I had and just my life. And, and that's what I think I snapped out of it because, you know, my kids were seeing all of this and I couldn't let them see it anymore. And I could see that my son was going through some depression and I was like, you know what, what am I doing? You know, he's watching everything. He was 13 at the time. And I have to think about stuff like that. So I think that's what really snapped when I snapped out of it is being told you've got the kids what are you gonna Mm -hmm. do and so I think and it's hard because I that wasn't the only time that I thought about it um I thought about it before and you know my husband saved me so I I understand how it is to be (laughs) in that in that dark place but um I'm just grateful for the people that have reminded me of what I had because it's hard for us to tell people that when they're in that dark place that's why I think it's so important and I (laughs) oh my gosh sorry and then I try to help other people because I like I said I understand and it's hard but you could do it there's a lot of people that for whatever reason don't reach out when they're in that dark place may it be 
complete utter exhaustion and deflation or shame or unknowing that there's someone out there that really does care and you're becoming that safe place for people to reach out to you're building that community and it's a ripple effect yeah because you're going to build this community and have other people in involved that can help other people feel feel their worth and how important they are the impact that they have it definitely took me quite a while to get to where I'm at and I think that's what I need to you know I try to remind people it's not going to happen overnight it's not easy I can say oh yeah you'll be okay and it's hard to hear that but you really will and I I just yeah it, it's <laughs> if I can make it then then you can make it too and I like that you're very open about discussing you have a therapist and you're doing these things because I don't think a lot of people talk about that, that that's okay. And that is part of it. Yeah, it, it, it absolutely is. And I, you know, I thought I could do it on my own uh, for a long time. And I, and I think that's what we try to do is I got this, I can, I'm good. Oh. I don't need to talk to anybody, but then it comes to the point where you're like, you know what? I, I need somebody. It's okay. I, I, I have my own therapist every week and, and you know, I don't care I, about talking about it because everybody needs somebody with, and it doesn't, you don't have to have the therapist. I don't want to tell people, oh, you have to, you don't have to. I just know that it helps me, you know, unless you have somebody to talk to that you can rely on, then it's totally fine. And, you know, I try to be there for people who don't want to go seek a therapist, but I just, I think it's a different, you get a different aspect. You get a different point of view. You get, there's just so many good things about having someone else on the outside that, you know, I'm not, that's why I'm not afraid to say anything. And I, I love her and yep, I'm proud of it. I don't care. <laughs> Sometimes we just need somebody and it's okay. It's, it's absolutely okay. And it's important that they be objective. So that outside that they're, they're on the outside of your life. You tend to believe people that are, that haven't been in the trenches with you. Why do you think that is like, I, I can have my sister tell me all of these good things and I'm like, Oh, but you're my sister, but that's exactly it. You know, I, we laugh about it with the kids because I could tell my daughter something all day long and then somebody else will tell her and she'll listen. So <laughs> I think it is, you have to just, it's, it's so different when you hear it from someone else who's not in your circle, who doesn't know anything else about you, who can just tell you how it is. And it, it, for some reason it's, it is, it's different, you know, hearing it from a family member or a close friend. Sometimes they'll tell you what you want to hear, or you just don't want to hear it from them. So definitely from so, an outside source. So for everybody that's listening, they, these are normal thoughts that. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. It's normal. <laughs> totally normal. <laughs> everybody feels this way. It's yes. not just you or your teenager. It's everyone. <laughs> it's been quite the ride but I'm so blessed to be here. Oh, some would say a wild ride. Yes. <laughs> some would say it's a yes. wild ride. Yes, yes, yes. And we it's finally connected and it was life-changing. 
Um, oh my gosh. It really was. I, I've been telling everyone because I, I go out and I go, okay, here's what's coming up in Ambry. Here's who I'm talking to. And I've just been really touting. You've got to listen to her. You're going to feel the same way. It's almost as though I just want to tell you everything, everything that's going on and it'll be okay. And we'll sort it out. <laughs> and I think that that is an, an intrinsic ability that you have that can't necessarily be learned. It's, it's, it's a little bit deeper than empathy. Do you know? And did you know that you always had that? Throughout my years that I, well, I used to think I was attracting drama, <laughs> but it wasn't really drama. It was, it was, <laughs> it was people who needed to talk and I don't know, they just came to me. <laughs> I, I was always there for them. So, but I never thought that I would be at the level that I'm at now. So yeah. this is completely different and unexpected. So because it's a whole different ball game and but I I do I I'm just so so grateful to still be here to be able to do this. I I can't even explain it and I ne- this is I never thought I would be, but I love it. I know and I love what you just said. You thought you were attracting drama. And I think that that's something to talk about because a lot of people are like, "Why am I why why <laughs> what is going on that I'm attracting this?" And I think that there's uh maybe a checklist that people can can go through in their head. Uh, and I'm just spitballing here, brainstorming. If you're not contributing to the drama or starting the drama, but you somehow look around and you find that there's a lot of commotion and emotional things that are happening in your interactions. I mean, maybe it's because you, you have this ability to allow people to let down their guards and talk it through, which takes us back to another point that you just said, the setting of the boundaries while still remaining open. What changed in your life when you started using these as as tools for strength and wisdom rather than depletion and hurt? I noticed a complete mindset shift. I was happier and I was able to be more present and I needed to be that for my kids now that they're 16 and 19 because I started to well my daughter actually she came out and told me a few years ago that she didn't know um what was wrong with me she didn't know how to deal with me and so she felt the pressure that she needed to actually stay home from college to take care of me and so that's one you know another reason why I knew that I had to change. And when I did, I was happier. Everything, it was just like, I could see things more clearly. Whereas before it was just, you know, going on a shopping street to make me happy just for a few minutes, you know, and and then realizing that I had all this stuff and I still wasn't happy. So I knew that I had to change that. And it, and it's just made my life better. It's not perfect. It's better. And I think that that's just what what saved me that's what helped me be more sane in this in this lifestyle and I needed it Mm. and yeah I just I'm I'm so much better I'm, I'm happier you're definitely a testament to the freedom that comes along with 
acceptance and leaning into those things that have happened to us, whether than ignore them or just treat the symptoms. You're absolutely a testimony to that, which is why if those viewers out there, people that are watching, if you need someone to testify to that, you need a net to speak to your group because <laughs> you are, you're a living testimony of that. Well, let's do a plug right now. So the podcast, uh, the truths we hide behind. Yes. Okay. You can get that on anchor FM. You can get it on Spotify, Google playlists and iTunes now and iTunes. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Cause that's where I subscribe. So I've already subscribed on Google play, but I'm going to subscribe on my iTunes. And first off your podcast, amazing, moving, absolutely inspirational. If people want to support your podcast, may it be just to support it as a, a contributor or be a sponsor, how can they get in touch with you? They can actually reach out to me on a, a wild ride called life at gmail.com. And then we can go further. If people want to work with you and honestly, can I just preface it with this? The, one of the things that I just a, a testimonial to you, cause this is the second time we've talked and I feel safe with you. I feel good when I talk to you, you have this way of putting people immediately at ease to be able to share anything. And I just immediately wanted to learn everything about you. And, you know, I was just so grateful that you existed and I can only imagine what that looks like for people that you work with on a daily that are struggling to take it to that next step. So that's my testimonial. <laughs> I think if you're out there, if you're struggling and you're needing that next step, Annette is the one that will help you get there. So for people that are struggling and, and want to work with you, how can they get in touch with you? First of all, um, I'm absolutely I like in tears. Thank you so much for what you said. <laughs> um, but again, at a wildridecalllife.com or at a wildridecalllife at gmail.com, you can get in touch with me. And I'm also on Instagram. Uh, same thing, a wildridecalllife. I've had people message me through there. So you can reach me at all three places. Uh, you, you do speaking. So if people want to book you for speaking, they can get in touch with you through your website and your Gmail as well. Yes. When does your next podcast episode come out and who are you interviewing? So you all need to, if you haven't heard of Aaron Hale, he is a veteran. He is also the owner of EOD Confections, but you need to go to his website and read his story. It is absolutely amazing. He was blown up. He is blind. He is deaf. And he makes the most amazing chocolate fudge with his wife and his three boys. And I'm so excited to have him on the podcast because it's, you just need to listen to him and his story. It makes you want to go, okay, you know what? I need to stop complaining about the little things because this guy is one of the happiest guys, even after all that he's been through. So you need to look him up. He's going to be on uh, the episodes that I've listened to. They're very concise 
and they're and that's what I like. They're very, very concise and they really get down to the heart of the matter and people are just very transparent and open and honest. You're removing the taboos and you're removing the fear and anxiety from having these conversations because your conver- your podcast is a mixture of very deep, insightful, we're crying one minute, we're laughing the next. Did no, you it- intentionally make that format or I I wanted it to be a conversation like how we're having it. I wanted it to not be so on script because I know how hard it is to talk about the topics that, that have been brought up, especially with Rose, Rose Davis. You know, when you listen to hers, she's gone through some serious stuff. And one minute she's talking about the dark, deep secret. And the next she's like, like, cursing and laughing and it's like this is what this is what I want I, I wanted that so I'm glad that it, it turned out that way I wanted people to just come on and just talk and not be so it, it is sad you know some of these things are so hard to talk about but I don't want people to listen and go man and then leave so sad I want them to know you know what okay she went through this or he went through this but they made it through and I'm pumped because I know that I can survive. I want people to know that. I want them to be able to live that. And that they can survive and that they could walk away and maybe that your podcast and your your interviews and your blogs and your speaking engagements is is telling people you're you're helping people walk away from an interaction with you and go, okay, I can have this conversation. Thanks so much for existing in this world and doing what you're doing. Thank you so much. All right. So once again, tell people how to find your podcast. You can go to Anchor FM. You can also go to iTunes and Spotify. And it's the true. It's called The Truths We Hide. You can also go to my website at awildridecalllife.com. And you can find all the information in there as well. Do you have any parting words or final thoughts that you want to share? There's two mantras that I live by and I think it's helped me this past year. And the first one is, it's okay to not be okay. And and your mess is your message. So if you think about those two, I think it could help. I'd like to give a special shout out to Anne Bree's two new patrons and supporters. One being a co-creator, T. Martin, you know who you are. Thank you. If you would like to support this show and we can keep bringing you great stories, inspirational stories on a larger platform, you can support us at patreon.com forward slash Anbree. You can also check out our website at www.anbree.com. Thanks.